I've got some opium. And I've got an intergalactic message of love. Hello there, welcome to Date Fight. It's a podcast where each day we take things that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other, don't we, Nat? <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, it's such yep. fun! I'm Nat Taffy, and together we have, we, we've mounted the events of history <laughs> and framed them in entertainment and we're hanging them on the lovely walls of Lizzie Roper. Hello, Lizzie Roper, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I feel like this is... She this does is like do a, sort a nice of, interior. Uh, <laughs> this is... This is like a bad Club 1830 holiday. It's like a weird summer romance where I've just been sort of kidnapped in Ibiza and, and fed Alco <laughs> oh Pops while somebody drizzles top Trump tracks back down my ear. So, yeah, it's all good. That sounds like yeah. a quite good 1830 holiday, if you ask me. <laughs> do they still do, though? I never went. I don't yeah. know. I didn't go. I'm going to take you back to 1830. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when Club 1830 was invented. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take us back to the 3rd of June, 1977. When Oh, at, excellent. In fact, I'm taking us back to the day after I did yesterday and sort of the same thing, but this is uh, a better story about it. So <laughs> I'm going to take us to Andrianne, um, who was having her brainwaves recorded for the Voyager Golden Record. Uh, so the Voyager Golden Record was mainly the brainchild of two couples, Carl Sagan and his uh, wife Linda, and uh, Andrianne and her fiancé Tim Ferriss. Um, they'd obviously driven it through all the political machinations of different people wanting different things on it and all the um, things they wanted on it oh, yeah. uh, about the music and the different languages. But one thing they all decided <laughs> they wanted was brainwaves, so that if you had, if they had any way of decoding brainwaves in case thought was the best way of communicating, they wanted those recorded. So Anne went to have her brainwaves recorded on the 3rd of June. However, the day before, she had received a phone call from Carl um, in which he revealed that... He was in love with her and he didn't want to be with his wife anymore and she should leave her fiancé Tim and although what? it would probably scupper the project, they should go off together and live happily ever after. Because it was the oh. 70s, everyone could be mature about it and go, well, sorry darling, it's just not working out. No, uh, but it all boils down to one man's tumescence, doesn't it? Yes, pretty much. Because <laughs> was he was already on his second wife by then. Oh, <laughs> you dirty old bugger. Tim Ferriss. Uh, no, Tim Ferriss is fine. It was Carl Sagan who was the... Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Mm. Yes. This is basically the Fleetwood Mac of the science world, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, she phoned him up to tell him, I've done it, I finally found the piece of Chinese music we're going to use. It's 2,500 <laughs> years old. It's a brilliant piece of music. Um, it's amazing. It's 40 <laughs> seconds long. It's exactly what we needed. It's a great example of, you know, early music. And he said, yeah, forget that. Uh, I love you. I've loved you forever. Let's run off and get married. Um, so she went, Put okay. that on the record! <laughs> so, yes, she went and had her brainwaves <laughs> recorded while she was in the first flush of love. And she said since then, I was thinking in this meditation about the wonder of love and of being in love. Now, whenever I'm down, or I'm thinking they still move 35,000 miles an hour, leaving our solar system for the great wide open sea of interstellar space, these thoughts of love. And so that's our first message to the aliens. So they can decode our thoughts. Someone's newfound love crossing. So they've got, well, they've got a Nazi. They've got Kurt Valheim. But they've also got love. <laughs> that's <laughs> nice. That, that's my happy story for the 3rd of June. I mean, I feel like most records made in the 70s were like Nazis on one side. and <laughs> <laughs> Certainly Gary Glitter. No taste. Other stuff on the oh, other. Wow. Yeah. Fine. I'm going to take you to... 1830. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm taking you to the 3rd of June, 1839. Ooh. In Hummen, 
which is, sounds like a bad meme. Yeah. Human, you know, like dogs, like human. Where's my bone or whatever? <laughs> I'm sorry. In human China, uh, Lin Si Su destroys 1.2 million kilos of opium. Mm. 1.2 million kilos. Wow. That's, you've got to score a lot of poppies for that, I think. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, confiscated from British merchants uh, and it led to the first opium war. Mm. Uh, it's sort of like thumb war. <laughs> it involves a lot more sleeping. <laughs> a lot more sleeping, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fresh story, this. Uh, stop me if you've heard anything like it before, but uh, the British basically realised that they could uh, counter their trade deficit with Chinese uh, manufacturers by counter-trading in narcotic opium, mm. and uh, the East India Company uh, effectively uh, got a stranglehold on that and ended up selling opium to China and causing all sorts of upsets and uh, even though opium was banned in Britain, we were making some pretty serious coin off it, mm. uh, selling it to uh, helpless people. But it's always um, been a good business model, hasn't it? Selling an world. addictive product to someone who doesn't have it. <laughs> yeah, I think you uh, you know a little bit about someone who had a bit of a go at something like that, don't you? <laughs> Ken Clark? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, he was on the board of British American Tobacco when uh, they admitted that they had been smuggling tobacco to third world children. Yes, but he's the grandfather of the house. And actually, do you know, I actually really support Ken Clark. Yeah. I, I mean, actually such, uh, do. He's I the one voice actually, of reason. Who would have thought it in the 90s? But nowadays, yeah, he's really, I you know. actually do. Yeah. So selling fags to... Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. We've all so sold fags to kids. We did it was, when I was... <laughs> When I was 16 years old, you go down to the local off license and you'd get, you know, a packet of hubba bubba. And, and get me a. <laughs> yeah. And then you'd Rothmans. wink. And then you have a sort of a winky moan. You go, and I'd like, can I have three John Player special? <laughs> and they'd sell you three fags over the counter. <laughs> He's the Justin Fletcher of fags. <laughs> <laughs> What's in my spotty lung? Um. Was that it about the opium wars? Yeah, more that's it. Is that what you got? No, no. Tell you well, got. I mean, I can read out more of it no. if you want. But <laughs> no, do you no, really want me to? You don't need the that headlines. Jacob, yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to Paulette Goddard, who was Chaplin's leading lady in modern times and the great dictator, was at one point the highest paid actor in Hollywood in the 1940s. She married Charlie Chaplin. She married Burgess Meredith. She married Eric Maria Remarque, who wrote um, All Quiet on the Western Front. She was meant to get the role of Scarlett O'Hara, but lost it apparently because the publicist for the studio said i have never known a woman intent upon a career dependent on her popularity with the masses to hold and live such an insane and absurd attitude to the press and her fellow man as does paulette goddard briefly i think she is dynamite that will explode in our very faces if she is given the part so she wasn't given the part it went to be That's me. catastrophic yeah. <laughs> said uh, when she was married to burgess meredith he was blacklisted and at one point their car was surrounded by people who were bashing on the car and shouting communist so she said shall i roll down the window and hit them with my diamonds which i think is an excellent response to that happy birthday <laughs> paulette goddard um, happy birthday to Muthavel Karunaniti, who was the longest serving prime minister of tamil nadu and who wrote 50 screenplays in his own right Happy death day too to the pacifist pugilist Muhammad Ali, who proved that he stung like a bee by dying after he did it. Uh, <gasps> <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what happens to bees. 
yes. <laughs> they tore yes. their guts out. I mean, didn't do it exactly like them. Oh, I forgot a birthday. Happy birthday to Susan Landau, who wrote the case for Apple in FBI versus Apple in 2015 2016 and made the case that weakening iPhone security wouldn't help fight terrorism, which is why the Obama administration didn't insist on having a loophole so they could look through everyone's phones. Happy death day to, to oh, another Olympic gold medalist, John Flanagan, who won the hammer throw in 1900, 1904 and 1908 before becoming a police officer in the NYPD to show just how far he could throw things and people. Happy death day to the bohemian novelist of the oppressed, it's Franz Kafka. He's one of those authors who's become an adjective Kafkaesque like Brechtian, Pinteresque or Grishamish. That's the birthdays of the Jetties. <laughs> oh, I love it when you say Grishamish. Grishamish. Mm. Uh, um, it, it's over to Lizzie Roper now. Yes. Oh, Lord. Yes, Lizzie, come to on. To row us out of the creek we've got yeah. ourselves up. Thanks very much. Here she oh, comes so- with a paddle. <laughs> yes, but it's all splintered and weak. Um, so what have we got? Um, 1977, yes. um, Love Amongst Scientists. Who would have thought the scientists were capable of love? Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Um, oh, it's all that's all very weird, isn't it? Love in the atmosphere. I don't really approve of that. Okay. Um, well, you got um, 1839, train spotting in a crinoline. Um, <laughs> somebody Warm, ripped off their tits on one, 1. 1.2 kilograms of opium. I mean, 1. that's 2 impressive. Million, yeah, million kilograms. That's yes, enough. That is enough I, opium. I, I yeah. think I could smuggle 1.2 kilograms <laughs> at myself. Leave it to me. Hey. Um, What's that in condoms, please? <laughs> oh. Oh, so what would you, what liquid would you use to help you swallow condoms? Uh, me? Uh, mm. Lemon juice. No. <laughs> that's that's a ter- it's astringent. That's a terrible yeah. idea. It's acidic. <laughs> <laughs> eat its way through the condom. raising yeah, the yeah, pH yeah. in your stomach yeah. to such a point that it all explodes oh, and dissolves. And I knew it was something you put in honey and lemon, and I got the wrong. <laughs> ah! Oh, you prick! What um, about okay. you, Nat? What would you go for? Sandpaper. <laughs> Good. So you're both dead at the side of customs. <laughs> oh, we're happy. We're happy. Excellent. Yeah, and dreaming of genie. Yeah, and um, Lizzie's opium is still stuck. In Hong Kong. <laughs> Yeah. And for that, for that reason alone, <laughs> sitting there with a fag on, I'm really so sorry. I've got customers backed up as far as I am. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Well, for that reason alone, I'm, I'm afraid. Long. I'm afraid I'll have a coffee. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid it, the the opium wins. Excuse me, oh. excuse me sir. I'd uh, I'd quite like you to uh, have a poo into that bowl and then I'd like to poke around in it. What funny Ooh. customs we have in this country. I, I once had a guided tour of, um, when I was at the Edinburgh Festival, my friend was working at the police station and she um, let me go there because she did nights. And I went round the police cells and some of the police cells had these loos and on the other side of the wall they had these great big sort of black rubber gloves built into it. Mm. So basically, oh. when a prisoner when a prisoner done a jobby, <laughs> um, you could sort of pick it up and, and play with it like Play-Doh until you found 1.2 kilograms of opium. <laughs> Did they have the barber shop? I always wanted the barber shop. <laughs> if you squeeze shop. hard enough, opium yeah, yeah, yeah. comes out of your follicles. <laughs> oh, no. I'm ever so sorry. It might be lightfully this afternoon. <laughs> I'll have another fag. 
Well, if you've had as much fun as we have, please join us tomorrow when we'll be talking about more historical things that happened on the 4th of June and finding out what the most important one was. Yeah, I'm going to tease. Shall I tease? Yeah, right, tease. Tomorrow, I'm going to be talking about a big bag full of hot air. Ooh, and I've got some unhelpful cruise control. I'm very worried. <laughs> Bye! You'll, you'll be dead by then. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great way to end the podcast. Bye! <laughs> dead. <laughs> you'll be dead by then. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>